Morelia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. And tonight, it's just Owen and I just hanging out <laughs> and talking what we do best, talk snakes. Um, yeah, we're just chilling. Uh, it is a crazy week for me and my, uh, yep. you know, my my... Well, my career, whatever you want to call well, it, no, you know, Thanksgiving it's week. Crazy, and It's a crazy week for you in the job, and then it's also a crazy-ass yes. week for you personally. So it's it's just not yeah. a good Eric week. I mean, like, no. Jesus. <laughs> no. I've had to, uh, you know, uh, indulge in some uh, <laughs> extracurricular activities that would take the edge off, if you will. <laughs> We're going to talk uh, about your heroin addiction later. I mean, you know, I think it's something we yeah. need to... Discuss, yeah, but discuss. anyway, moving on. Yeah, but yeah, I am uh, basically next week. I will be, you know, get ready to leave for Australia. Um, Was it eight days? Is what Chris said online today. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we leave yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. What did I say before we started? I'm. <laughs> I can't remember now. Damn it. Uh, you were delirious with excitement. With excitement. Yes. That's, that's that you used. That's yeah. what I said. Delirious <laughs> with excitement. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a life changing experience for me. So I'm super pumped. It should be awesome. I can't wait. Um, yeah. But tonight we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, what's cool about doing this podcast and especially when you're working with carpet pythons in particular is when we're going into breeding season, Mm -hmm. the Australians are, are, are having things hatch out. And then when we're having things hatch out, they get to watch why they're going into breeding season. But I got to say, man, I think that they may be surpassing us like real soon, if not already in what they're breeding, because some of the stuff that I've seen on uh, social media over the past couple of days has just been just insane. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we will talk. I mean, the guys over in Australia definitely refine their stuff a little bit more and they uh, definitely have a lot more open to them when it comes to wild caught animal or uh, different types of animals, better looking animals. So, I mean, yeah. How many times do we get pictures of animals being like, this is a bread lie, a wild bread lie, and it blows away most captive bread lie, and it's like, holy shit. So, yeah, you know, they, they do kind of tend to produce, I don't want to say better, but definitely more interesting, more refined stuff. Yeah, I mean, just like the zebras have, like, the patterns are different, and I, I think you're right. I think it has to do with, you know, that they're... <clears throat> our gene pool is very limited. So they're Mm -hmm. all kind of, kind of have a certain look to it, you know, but the cool thing about carpets is that, you know, there's such variety in just a clutch, you know, you can get something that's just simple coastals and hatch out some crazy shit just from that, you know? Um, But yeah. uh, Yeah. So breeding season, I guess, quote unquote has officially started for me. (laughs) Uh, The couple 
I hate to do this like before I leave for a trip, you know, because it's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh man, I'm going to be worried about it the whole time. And um, yeah, I just kind of, I'm taking the approach kind of like I always do that. I'm just going to chuck them together and leave them together for the season. Um, okay. But it's always that, that those first introductions, I don't know for you, especially with a pair that you, number one, even though you may have sexed it and you know that it's a pair, <laughs> there's always that there's always anxiety that when you put it in the cage and you're like, Oh God, please don't oh combat. God. Oh God, please don't combat. Oh my God, please don't combat. And when they don't combat, you're like, well, I'm only halfway yes. out of the woods because they could be exactly. two females. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Now, uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but how many, um, how many animals do you have that this is their first season? Probably half. I would say at least six, uh, seven. Yeah. Okay. You know, I I say that like a wow, but now that I think about it, I have two females and four male. I'm sorry, I have three females, four males. That this is their first season too. So, right. And it's and I and I get that you're like, oh my god, is everything all right? But then I also I, you had the thing of like don't combat. But you ever have? Did you ever have to pull a male because you put him in there and he totally lost his mind because the girl? Oh hell was, yeah, yeah! I had to pull my exanic jag because he was just ripping around the cage and trying to run away, and he was getting all kinds of jag gee and being a jag. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, I'm like, all right, that's enough, and I had to pull him and put him back in the rack. So right. we're gonna try again, but it's just like something else. Four males, three of them are curled up with their females, totally acting fine, and the one was just totally stressed out to the max. And it's something you got to watch. Right. Yeah. I. Um, so let's see who who do I have to get? Yeah. And we had this big storm that came through out of freaking yep. nowhere. Uh, and that was what was it? Great. La- last last weekend or whatever. I don't even remember when uh, it was, but. It was Friday? last Friday. Yeah, it was last. No, it was last. It was Friday, last Thursday. Thursday, yeah, because it messed up yeah. Thursday and everything was fine by Friday. But yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so funny. Like I'm so driving home now. It's like there's so many hills and shit. So it was mm-hmm. like ice and just it just <laughs> shut everything down because nobody can drive up hills. Even if you have four wheel drive, sometimes it's difficult to get up hills when it's just solid ice. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh my god. The last thing I wanted to do when I got home was, you know, put snakes together and like, you know, it takes me <laughs> three times as long to get home. And it's like, Oh, do I really want to do this? But right. You know, one of the, you know, things to, uh, to be ready for is those, that front and all the change in pressure sometimes gets them going, but it's a little early, yeah. I think, you know, it but is. I notice it's not getting warm again though. Have you, have no, you dude. That? Yeah. Well, did you did you see what Thanksgiving's going to be? It's going to be twenty degrees here. Oh Jesus! No. Yeah, it's it's that. the coldest Thanksgiving in like a hundred years in Pennsylvania Northeast area. So, oh wow. Yeah, well, dude, we're gonna. This is going to be a pretty rough winter, if you ask me. To the point where I sold a pair of bread lie and I can't ship them out, but the the new owner lives in like Virginia so I'm thinking we're going to like meet halfway or something like that because it's kind of close but right yeah man it, it's it's 
it, we're done, dude. It's it's we're gonna get hit pretty hard this winter. There's gonna be a lot of snowstorms, so don't worry if you haven't seen any action out of your animals yet, and you live in the Northeast. It will happen. So. Yeah, I got a little nervous because usually when I put them together, I usually see action right away. But, you know, mm-hmm. just like you were saying earlier, um, this is a, a season where I have a lot of virgin females um, mm-hmm. going. So, you know, sometimes they don't get with the program until until a little bit. So Now, and this is something that I probably am the only one who's done this. Have you altered your plans breeding-wise out of anything that happened this season? like? out of how many babies have sold that you've produced or the introduction of some new animals? Yeah. You know, that's a good point. Um, I had that on my list actually to talk about. So Ah. yes. um, Yes, I did. Um, Okay. uh, I backed off just a bit um, Mm -hmm. because here's what I'm, I'm kind of like on the fence with like selling snakes is kind of one yeah. of those things that I noticed that it kind of like, it's like nothing. And then all of a sudden it, it's like, crazy insane. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So yeah. I don't know, like up until this point, I've held back a lot, a lot of stuff, yeah. you know? And like at this point, this year, this past year, 2018, I have a lot of babies, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, I'm like feeding them and feeding them and growing them up. And I'm like, do I really want to do this pairing when I have these still here? Yeah. Should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, so I, I'm going to err on. So for instance, like I was going to do the albino zebra jag to the zebra head albino, but uh-huh. I think I'm going to take that off this year. Um, okay. And try to try with her next year because here was another thing I had on my list and we can jump back and forth, but have you ever looked at a female and like really looked at it? Like when you're looking at her and you're kind of like, you're looking in the cage or whatever, and you're changing the, you know, whatever it's cleaning and whatnot, mm-hmm. giving her water, feeding, et cetera. Kind of look at her and she looks like she has good tone on her and, you know, good size. And, you know, she's not, uh, you know, too, uh, too skinny or anything like that. And this girl yeah. looked, she looked real good. She bounced back. Everything was good, but, I don't know, man. When I took her out and I was holding her, I was like, whew. And you know what's the crazy thing is probably in Australia, where they're wild, they probably look just that'd be like a twelve year old female that's yeah, yeah bred every year. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, you know, do I sit this one out? Do I not sit this one out? And I'm like, you know what? I have all these babies still here. You know, right. I'm just I'm just gonna sit this one out. Getting that albino super zebra is not Although it would be really nice. Really but, cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. You know but, what I mean? I, I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to hit that those, one out. Well, you have to hit those odds to get the albino super zebra. Yeah. 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 Which There's no guarantee. Kinda, right. Yeah. So, and I kind of did the same thing, but I did it in a different way, is I had a lot of uh, exanic pairings last year that mm-hmm. were not exanic to exanic, and all those babies are still here. So rather than just create more, I kind of did an audible and kind of shifted back because I was kind of, I kind of realized I was doing a lot of the exanic stuff and not my bread and butter, which was my caramel stuff. So I kind of switched it up and changed it. So 
I am breeding my exanic to my exanic. So, cause I have a pair of exanics going, so I'm just going to have pure exanics. Um, and then I threw a bunch of caramel males that I've been raising up into rotation. So I got a caramel jag going with a tiger. I got all the stuff happening. So hopefully kind of get those going, but it's all just because of what's still here kind of changed what I was going to do. Cause my plan was to crank them out again, to try make some more, uh, tiger's head exanic or whatever the hell you want to call them these days or whatever. And I kind of just swapped it up. I wanted to do something else now. So, right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I always feel like with my projects, it's like, the, it's always in a building phase. Like this is yeah. a step to get to the next thing. And it's, it's like, to me, it's cool, but to the average person, you know, that's, they might not give a damn. It's like, they it, might not care. It doesn't look exactly. as flashy, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and then it's also looking forward. I kind of realized I've painted myself in a corner yet again, is that I kept back everything almost everything that is a jag and I'm like crap in the next couple of years I'm going to have these really gorgeous caramel jag males and these really gorgeous possible super caramel jag females and how the hell am I going to prove this <laughs> I need <laughs> I need a caramel but I don't want to do jag the jag so I have to now make my own caramels again and hold them back it's like god damn it I just wow. it, it all that stuff I don't have any normal caramel straight up normal caramel male anymore. So I'm, I have to, I have to do that. I need that. It's going to be something I'm going to need. So what's crazy is I guess the, I don't know if it's the way I bought things or just the way it worked out, but a lot of the pairings that I'm going to do this season, as opposed to last season was very um, morph heavy. Whereas this season is more of the, um, you know, just straight, Subspecies stuff, pure stuff, as well as yeah. pure as you can say. <laughs> pure ish. It's like, yeah, I got you. It's like, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, is it, yeah. do we know it's pure? You know. Yeah, but, that, <laughs> sure. but, that's, but that's kind of badass because think about it is I'm not working with those projects, and I know very few other people are, and it would be cool for you to churn out some of that stuff. I mean, you're so, um, somebody I was talking to. Uh, was like they went to a show and it was like look gelatin jungles and some guy and they were like no 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 those aren't and uh you know congratulations for finding the word gelatin online and thinking you can apply that <laughs> to your you know piece of crap here and try to sell it because gelatin jungles are, no you're not eric burke and it's like i got that so it would be cool to see that kind of stuff come out and you know i'd like to see more of the localities i, I was talking to you before the show how i really yeah. want to get back into just straight coastal like those are the only carpets i'm going to work with is coastal and then maybe even phasing out my jungles because i just want to get in back to what really kind of gets me going so i do want to start picking up the locality coastals so well yeah i think um i think you know, coastals are one of those ones that, I mean, we've said it a million times, but I really think that uh, they're one of those ones that they just, it got so caught up in the morph side of things that everything else kind of fell to the wayside. Um, and that's, 
and that's something that I would say we were talking earlier about Australia being a little bit different. It almost seems like they didn't get caught up in the whole morph craze because they had all the different localities and all the different things laid out before them. So maybe they didn't get too far into it. Like we did where it was, we're going to make Jags. We don't give a damn what we're breeding the Jag to. We just want to make more Jags. And it's like, okay. And now there's a bunch of fugly siblings out there. And it's like, (laughs) you know, and that's that's kind of what happens where that got mixed in. I mean, and the same thing goes, with jungle, it's like, yeah, you can breed these very pretty jungles, and you're going to get half the clutch is going to be gorgeous. The rest is going to be kind of eh. And if somebody buys those thinking that they're going to breed them and make pretty ones, they're going to get more not so pretty. And that just kind of keeps coming. So it almost seems like a lot of people don't care. They just want babies. So, yeah, I mean, I look at it as I, I think, I think, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's easier. It seems like it's almost easier to sell just a straight carpet python. No more for anything like that. Um, I I was talking about this with somebody and it was, and I think, and I think they were asking like projects and I was talking mm-hmm. to and good jungles always sell regardless. I don't care if there's anything in the tiger, just as long as it's got great stripes, good color, always sell. Right. And if it jungle with, crisp yellow and dark black will always sell doesn't matter you don't have to get jag you don't have to do all this other crap those two will always be a good selling point yeah and i'm talking jason uh, balen jason balen tigers like with stripes all the way down and kind of crap so yeah yeah it's just shit is kind of off the off the charts Mm. Um, yep. especially some of that stuff he's selling right now. I mean, I, I was, yeah. he was at my, he, we shared a table at Tinley. So I'm telling you, man, if you're looking for a tire that he, you know, he's got some really cool stuff and oh. they're up for sale now. Yeah. I picked up a boy from him last year and it's, mm-hmm. he's gorgeous and I can't wait. I have a, uh, the, the sister to the female I gave you that tri-stripe girl. Uh huh. I have her sister, but she doesn't have that stripe going down the middle, but she's perfectly striped. So I cannot wait in a couple of years. I'm going to breed the two of them and it's just going to be dizzying. It's going to be stripes everywhere. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I, I have, so a couple of the coastal pairings that I'm excited about for me, mm-hmm. I have a Michael Pinnell or Lloyd Lemke line, whatever you want to cat male. That is definitely, yeah. you know, you could tell right then and there. So, so you know, that's a that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Like, you can look at an M Pen Coastal, and you know right away that that's an M Pen Coastal. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, that's M Pen. You know, huh. and um, basically, I, I, we always talk about these things like M Pen dropping these names. But just in yeah. case it's somebody new listening, I'm just going to tell them like Michael Pinnell, you know, worked with a, a bloodline from Lloyd Lemke and they just have a very distinct look, uh, very striped and, and um, color like yellow. Yeah. Their it's... color is like crazy. Like some of them, like the one that, the one that you had was very, oh, had a lot of yellow tone to it. Her. Now the one that yeah. I have, are very like lavender yeah. gray type of tone. So again, that just shows you like you could get an animals from the same exact clutch and have two different 
projects that you could just kind of go with without without even putting any morphs into it. And you know, yeah. you could and do that's, that. But here's the thing: we appreciate that, and other people who might be ingrained in carpets appreciate it. But to anybody else, it's just a carpet python. Like you know, it, it's not. I it's don't just know, man. Things. I think if. I think if I brought that female to Tinley Park and had her on display, I think people would lose their goddamn I, mind. I guarantee you get people. <laughs> I, all right, I would guarantee that you would turn people's heads, but I also guarantee that it would take a true Morelia head to really appreciate what the hell they're looking at. Yeah, they would probably ask, "What morph is that? Is that a exactly tiger? as opposed you know, to that kind of stuff?" You bring you bring a gamma line jag. And every, everyone's infatuated with it because of what it is and how yeah. it looks. So I, I will say that although you will turn some heads, I think you would turn more heads with a morph project than you would a normal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, what do they call them? Dirt snakes? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like poor coastal no, men. Yeah. Those are coastal your IJs. IJs are... Those are the pop ones, the dirt snakes. Yeah. yeah, right. There used to be. Do you remember? There used to be a dark side, light side fighting every day thing <laughs> yeah. going on. I know, right? Like, yeah, the two shall never meet, kind of a deal. Right. Now it's like granite zebra. This I'm like, ah, I, I I can't. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's it's so crazy that. I'm always torn, and it, actually, this will be a good segue into uh, into this. So you know, mm. you know how like I've talked many times on the show about like uh, the, the certain lines I won't cross with breeding things and stuff. <laughs> but did you happen to see no, the albino inland? Did you see no, that? no, oh, dude, no. I'm, I'm, I'm telling don't you, send it you're to gonna. I don't want to see it. No. So no. Clear Mountain Reptiles <laughs> produced this, no. this like a fifty percent Darwin, fifty percent uh inland. But when I tell you, man, it is absolutely but, insane. But what did it's you insane, gain? Man. What do you gain? The only colors on her are yellow and white. It's like when no. people are like, Man, no ma- what? What? No. What? No. What? What? <laughs> Look in the chat. I don't wanna. Because so I'm going to get proven wrong. And, no, stop it. It you know, doesn't look have, anything like what I thought it would look like. My mind, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew Holy it. Holy shit. I know, right? All right, all right. First off, can we all agree that carpet pythons are some of the prettiest albinos out there? Like, I mean... They have tons of color, and it's not like a berm where it's like white, yellow, and whatever. Jesus. Yeah. I want it so bad, I'd lick it. <laughs> well, all right, Ryan. <laughs> it was very good. Thank you for that. It's very, yeah. I mean, go ahead. We won't stop you. But anyway, um, it's, it is Dude, very I saw cool that, looking. and I was like, what the? F- oh, my God. All right, all right, all right, all right. Does that. All right, stop, stop, stop. Stop it. All right. Does that change the line that you will not cross? I gotta be on. If I'm being honest, totally honest, I, yes. I, I, it did go through my head, man. I was like, oh, I could do that. I I'm could do say, that. I, I don't. I have, I have an albino male that only eats mice, and then the only two 
uh, mixed het albinos I have are because of you. So, and I don't have any inlands. So, there we go. I'm curious to see what that looks like as an adult. But yes, that thing. What is, what is that? A juvenile? Uh, yeah. That All right. Thing is crazy. So, it's just crazy. The co- I mean, it's like it almost looks like. I don't even know like what that color would be. What is that color? It's like I don't, yellow I don't al- and like Well, you're going to get white, you're going to get orangish, you're going to get some pink. I mean, you're going to get a bunch of stuff, but it's like I I I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how much of that is going to turn white because it doesn't even have any white kind of on it. So you know parts of it are going to be white. So I don't know. I say it I would, needs some time to grow up. I kind of think that a caramel hypo albino would kind of look something similar to that. Well, I think it's caramel hypo, hypo albino would more look more like a sun glow boa or whatever the lipstick boa thing. I don't know boas. But, <laughs> so are those things? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's just crazy that that animal is insane. So I had to well, give some props out to uh, Clear Mountain Reptile. They're in Australia, by the way. Well, it's it just kind of was one of those things where, you know, all right, so let me see it grow up, and let's see how that goes. And let me see an albino silver peppered, all right? Why? Because I just, for, you know, oh, science. Anyway. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, come on. Oh, God damn it. Damn it. You're right. You good? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have to. I mean, <laughs> but and that just comes to think about is that you know is that something where we should cross the line to create really good looking animals and maybe draw some more attention to the whole carpet complex, or do we want to keep it pure? To which I I would say that, and I think you would agree with me, there's room for both projects in the Morelia community just yeah let let's not get carried away with one side so much so that we totally screw the other side of the coin I yeah I agree with you and I think that I don't care who you are I don't care how much of a purist you are yeah I think that if you saw that snake and you didn't know what it was you would want it and want to know what is in it and yeah you know you would be so pissed when you found out that it was an inland Darwin cross, <laughs> I, you'd be I just am, so mad. But, you would um, be like, but no, oh, I would be curious. Cool stuff, <laughs> stuff I can't stuff do. Mixed. I don't, damn it. It's like, but, but here's the thing is that, you know, let's put it this way. You have, say you have an inland male who will breed a piece of rope and say you have an inland female. All right. So you breed, you know, them together one season, maybe the next season you can take that male and do whatever. But, you know, just as long as there's pure lines of certain animals and pure lines of certain things go to, because I mean, it always goes back to me, poison ivy, because with you, the only only line we would have back to that animal would have coastal blood in it. So yeah. it kind of just goes through that. If you have these animals and if they are very interesting looking or very cool looking, or you're building a project, you know, make sure. It's getting run one way. Like, you know, all those guys were picking up the imported Papuan uh, IJs or Papuan carpets. 
Right. You can totally breed it to a Jag, but maybe breed it to another Papa one just to get some pure babies out there. You only have to do it once. I don't give a crap, but just don't get too caught up with it. Well, this is where I'm torn because as of now, as far as I mm-hmm. know, in the States, I don't think that there's anybody that's crossing inlands into any morphs. So I that means, would agree. That means that those are still, again, I put quote unquote pure. Um, mm-hmm. They're the least. So do, so do you be that guy? <laughs> do you be that guy? You know, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think you should whew, be because I would find it hilarious. It is a huge think, hard pill to swallow, but I'm torn. You know, I really, well, am. it's I'm just torn. like how has anybody taken a Brisbane and bred it to a Jag yet? Well, no, but to me, that's not quite as bad. As not this. as bad. And All right. The results would the results Who's, really. All right. Well, let, let, let's go further. Who's to say that a Brisbane albino Jag isn't going to be one of the most beautiful things on the planet. It could very well be. Yeah, you won't know till you try. Yeah, I am not condoning anyone to try this. Please don't do this; it would hurt my soul. But well, it's, <laughs> but we no, were kind of talking. I can understand it. We were kind of talking before the show of. Um, so me and Rob were talking earlier, and uh, he's babysitting a bearded dragon, right? <laughs> and I and we're sitting there, we're having this conversation, and I was like, he's like, he's like, you know what? This is this is a really cool animal. And no, I was like, no. yeah. well, no, 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 wait, I, you know, all this right. is where our, my topic of rough scales earlier came to. Okay. All right. So well, I got distracted by that topic. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll get there. I'll get okay, there. Okay. All right. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, it's so funny how the reptile community takes for granted, I guess takes for granted is the, is the, what I'm, what I'm going at. Yeah, you'll be crazy that you want this animal. You know, I gotta have this animal. Whatever it is, can you know? For this for this conversation, we'll say it's a bearded dragon. At some point, okay. they were new to the reptile hobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You're Way correct. back in the day, they were probably super expensive. Everybody wanted them. Couldn't you know? Like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever. Not only is it sort of a chill lizard, you know, look at it. It doesn't get too big and blah blah blah. Right. You know. And now, when you go to a reptile show, could you give two shits mm-hmm. about a bearded dragon? Well, they're not – let me put it – they're not my thing. But I will also tell you that no, no one cares. It's like there right. are a ton of beardies. It's like – all right, let me put it this way. Well, the people he, that breed bearded dragons People care, who breed bearded dragons it. are totally all about it. That's it. They are totally about them, and I totally get it. I also understand that they are a very good reptile as a pet. But – you know, are people going and spending thousands and thousands of dollars, unless it's a zero, which is like those all white ones with like the black eyes. I mean, right. it's like, you're, you're exactly correct. At one point, a normal wild type bearded dragon, one of the most seen animals at any reptile rescue was like $10,000. And at some point, somebody had to learn how to keep, take care of these things. And someone had to establish this and establish that. Think about it even further. Dude, like crested geckos, leopard geckos, uh, lichianus geckos. Somebody had to figure that shit out. And now 
you just go and get a bag of Apache and mix it up and put it in their cage. It's like, right. are you kidding me? It's like at one point right. some asshole was mashing strawberries or something. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, right. That's how that stuff goes. And we do take that for granted. And we've also seen that with Carbon Python, at least I have, or you and I have, because we. <laughs> I remember when Carbon Pythons had two morphs and one of them was a tri-stripe and like, and that was it. So right. it's like, it's like you, you kind of take for granted a lot of that stuff. And a lot of the people who have come before you and worked out all the kinks, I mean, like green tree pythons, uh, like people are breeding them in bins. And it's like, at one point, these things were only ever bred in zoos by people who were watching them 24 seven. And what was the thing that like, I think Eugene Bissett said to us that he's killed more, green tree pythons than he's ever bred and it's like because he was one of the original guys who had to work through all those kinks and they were devastating sometimes so sure who's to say in the next 20 years that everybody's gonna be like man Boland's pythons are easy and we're like you have no (laughs) freaking idea so you know it's like that so i think i i just think that you know i i think for me I'm just going to say me. Here's an example, right? Go ahead. Pop one. This is pop one pythons, not carpet pythons. Pop one pythons, right? Beautiful right. animal. Amazing animal, you know? And yeah. I have a pair and it's like, you do. do I really, really appreciate? I mean, I do, but at the same time, like, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm worried about moving on to what the next, you know, project that I'm going to add or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's like you mm-hmm. sort of, that's sort of like, okay, I got that. It's almost like the quest for the animal is <laughs> more exciting more than, yeah. <laughs> than when you actually get the animal. And I, you know, I had to take a step back and I'm like, like, huh, you know, well, like, am I not uh, appreciating this animal because now I have it and, you know, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say that, you know, we are also guys who have large collections. So yeah. we can appreciate the animal without giving it the due course. But I will say there are guys out there who maybe are more devoted to an individual animal or individual species. Like you have Papua and pythons and Austin has Papua and pythons. And you guys yes. both enjoy your Papua and Pythons, but I would say that Austin might enjoy them a little bit more than you, just because, the, like, he doesn't have those are those are his things. I mean, he's he's really enamored and impressed with these animals. And yeah. you know, I would say that we as keepers and Python guys, everybody has their favorites, and everybody has their go-to Python, and everybody has their project that you just kind of find, you know farting around with kind of seeing if it's cool be cool to produce these things they're really cool animals but they're not your thing they're not the the run down to the snake room and look at it thing so and it's different for people you know yeah 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 i i i would agree with that i think i don't know i just think sometimes like uh the way that what would that be? I, you know, like that whole trickle down type of thing works. You know, we were talking about rough scales, right. And I'm sitting there yeah. and, you know, before we got on, you know, obviously I'm doing a lot of research in Australia and whatnot, and I'm already thinking about where I'm going to go next, you know? So right. like 
we're already like, oh yeah, what would what what would be cool to see? Where could we go? You know, and I don't know why, but like mm. Google Earth has like opened up my um, like I <laughs> as much as I'm into <laughs> Australian reptiles, you would think that I would be on there all the time looking at stuff, but I'm watching this show and this guy. Um, it was on Netflix. It's called Wild Australia, and he goes to like different um, uh, different sections of Australia. There's like the reef episode, the desert, mm-hmm. the you know the wetlands, uh, the, je- the rainforest, etc. Right. So he's in the desert one. He starts down in Alice Springs, and he's talking. He's you know he, you're looking at Uluru and all that kind of stuff, and you know then the, he slowly works his way up north, but. For whatever reason, it never clicked in my head. I don't, I don't know why. Like that, like that way is towards the Kimberly, and like yep. that's like those iconic-looking pictures of Australia that you know that rocky outcrops. Yeah. And basically, he was talking about how, I guess, when it rains, you know, the rain pools in like these in in those rocky outcrops and then vegetation is can grow and you know et cetera et cetera so you have like this sort of like desert environment with like you know vegetation almost which mm-hmm. is very unique looking and like it's just beautiful it's just like the landscape is just beautiful and i'm like wow and then they're talking about how difficult it is to get up into that area and then i started thinking and i'm like wow we have rough scales that we have and somebody had to yeah. actually take a helicopter yes, to go get to them. get to the area they, where the rough scales are, you know, yep. like, and then, they, and then, and then you got to find them getting there is step one. Half the battle. Find, it's half the battle. You got to yeah. find the bastards. I mean, that's right. It, it, it it's, this is never lost on me when I look at my guys and they are some of my favorite animals because of the story that comes with them. I mean, they got the keeled scales, they got the cool threat display, they got the great eyes, they got the awesome color, they have the cool personalities. But the fact that like people nearly died, it's like this, this could have been very bad. I mean, yeah. and all this other stuff and the tie in with Mark O'Shea with the zoo animals there, the fact that these things were at one point in herpticulture to be on the same level as, uh, you know, uh, an Owen Pelly Python to never, ever, ever be seen, let alone be owned. It blows me away. And I, that's part of why I love them so much. So. Yeah, I think I think that it'll you know eventually there'll come a point where they're what like three hundred bucks or something like that. Oh yeah, I can't Don't wait. You? I'm gonna buy them all. I'm gonna sell and every single <laughs> carpet python. I'm just gonna have roughies. Screw you all. And, <laughs> and they're not they're not they're not flashy, but no. At the same time, for what they are, they're very very cool. And well, like my my worry is that say in a couple of years they become the three hundred. Then what happens? Do people stop breeding them? Do these things eventually become like ring pythons where they have oh, their sure. boom, they have their boom and then they have their fade because, you know, there's not an albino rough scale python. Like are these things going to explode? Everybody's going to get a couple, everybody's going to stop breeding them. And then we're going to be down to like barely any. I mean, I would see that happening. 
So, and that's where you'll be in a good spot. God damn right. I'm going to have like six. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, okay. There you go. You got that. Yeah. 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 Um, we can't, we have to stop reading while we're doing a podcast because you know, we both just pause. Yeah, Idiots. I know. Right. <laughs> well, um, no, dude. And, and we've, we've talked about that before you do, you do what you like. I mean, your your thing is your, you know, Pop Ones and all your other projects. So maybe the Pop One Pythons are not your top, 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 but you know they are really cool and they are something to think about. Just like how you know, uh, Timor Pythons. You know, you got those, and and also it comes different. Like you have your white lips, and I mean, your white lips are cool in your mind. Where do you put your white lips? Are they like? one of your top main species or are they just kind of cool because no. they exactly you know no no for, they're for me i'd yeah. die if i ever produced them so yeah <laughs> oh don't get me wrong i would be super you know give myself a pat on the back type of deal if i <laughs> you know produced them i'd spike her i'd spike the female like a football okay i'm just telling you that's how i would react that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I would probably, I don't know. It's just like you said, there's certain species that you're just, you're into and there's other ones. I, I think I would be just as excited to produce probably even more to produce diamond pythons, you know, mm. like to to yeah. say like, oh shit, you know, like a lot of people well, think these are difficult and I just produced them, you know, well, really they're well, not, you know, they're just uh, Different. And also, you know, you do have a fantastic freaking reduced pattern project. So, um, you better get on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait till you see this male, dude. Holy I, shit. Dude. <laughs> so goddamn pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's, a, you know, being an adult, it's very, very impressive animal for sure. You know, awesome. um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just you know, there's just things that I think about, and like uh, I think that 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 those taking a trip to go see whatever animal that you dig in the wild is just. I think it gives you a different perspective of uh, of of those animals. You know, I mean, well, I I would agree with that, but then also, I mean, are we? I don't know about you, but I'm enough of an animal guy that I'd kind of dig doing what Zach's done and like going to Africa and seeing their, you know, herptofauna, even if it it had nothing to do with Australia stuff. It's like even just going on some of these trips. Oh, hell yeah. Is badass. I mean, I don't give a crap where we're going. You can drop me off on Madagascar. I'll find something cool. Like, you know, it's fine. I think, I think, yeah, I think that the thing, I think, for, you know, especially, you know, guys like you and me, like it's not only reptiles that we geek out about, you know, yeah. just animals in general, not even, you know, you can even the, even just the environment, like there's something about to me, that's just like adventure, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're going on a, I don't know if it's the, uh, my inner Indiana Jones or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> All right. Um, I demand that you wear a fedora and Rob follows you around wearing a Mets hat, screaming, okie dokie, <laughs> Dr. Jones. That's all I want in this world. And I think you need to make it happen. <laughs> so uh, That's funny. 
That's um, all I want. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I agree with you. But also, like, I, I don't know about you, but if I got to go see elephants in the wild, I'd be pretty much enamored with them. So it doesn't necessarily even need to be reptile. It just has to be something. And it's it's really cool. No, he is not. It No, doesn't exist. It's just not on Madagascar. It's not a thing. God damn it. God, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you people. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, then there's the ultimate spot to go to would be, you know, like Papua New Guinea, Indonesia. Yeah. You know, Matt, Matt's yeah. talking about Borneo, you know, places like that. I, Dude, imagine seeing an orangutan in in, that, in the dude, wild. You know what I'm saying? Go to, like something. go to Komodo, see the fucking dragons walking around. I mean, that'd be killer. Yeah, I'd be terrified. I guess it, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I think, I, yeah, I know, right? I think that's the sort of the, you know, as much as people would probably that, you know, are into animal rights and stuff may complain that we keep snakes in, in boxes and whatnot and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think it just gives you, I, I, it goes back to that Steve Irwin type of thinking that, you know, if you love an animal, you get, you, you become attached to an animal, then hopefully you would love to keep the environment that that animal lives in so that it can continue to live. Um, So it's going to make you focus on making sure that you take care of the environment and conservation and all that kind of stuff. Well, one of Steve's messages that always kind of stuck with me is that if you want people to give a crap about an animal, you need to show it to them. You know, I can show you pictures and I can tell you everything like a million times. But if I show you the living, breathing animal and tell you what's going on with it, then people start to actually pay attention and care. And I don't know if you've seen uh, the new Animal Planet show with his kids yet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I it was. I, I'm so happy. <laughs> it's, like, it's all I wanted. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Right. I'm like, just show me the gate. Show me the crocodiles. Yay. It's like that's that's it. You know, and it's all that kind of stuff where, you know, these things, problems that are obviously still happening and obviously going to these places is going to make you care about a little bit more. Because let's say you and Rob go to Australia, you see all this cool stuff, you see all this fun things. And then later, like two years from now, you find out that a lot of the areas you went to go visit and you had a really great time in are under threat of like deforestation or crap like that. You are going to care a little bit more than you would have if you had never gone. Yeah, because you want that that to be there for your exactly for you know for your kids and your kids' kids and you know et cetera et cetera and keep that going and um, preserve that for you know the next generation. Um, yeah, I think I think something that's super. I'm I'm hoping that in some way I kind of see this because the one and I don't know so we're going around the time where there's not going to be um you know a full moon or anything like that. So are we going to be know, able to can't, see can't track the what? moon cycles. <laughs> no. You definitely have to track the moon cycles, man. You don't Stop go it. halfway around Stop the world it. and uh, <laughs> make sure that the uh that you have every opportunity to see animals. So if it means tracking the moon cycles, bring it. I'm tracking the moon cycles. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Uh, and I'll take my shots on the show. Fine. So be it. Uh, but I think that, 
the whole idea of seeing that I just, there's this shot and we talked about it when Justin was on the show of like seeing the freaking Milky way in the sky. And it doesn't have to be Australia that you go to see that, but anywhere where there's like, you know, very low light pollution, you're going to look up in that sky and you're going to be like, wow, we're just spinning through space. Like (laughs) I think the saying is, look, I'm just a monkey monkey on a rock rock (laughs) spinning through the space. And it's just I like changes your monkey whole on a rock. perspective. You know, Joe Rogan was talking about that, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I think I think my whole perspective will be changed in that uh, in that instant of what life is all about." But, but yeah, I don't think that you. Uh, I'm curious. I'm really excited to hear about uh, Zach's trip and 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 what he. Yeah, we're gonna I have mean, to. We're gonna drag. Some, we're going to have to drag his ass onto this show and he's going to have to tell us all the cool shit that he found because, you know, number one, it's been a while since we dragged Mr. Baez onto uh, NPR. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he needs to tell us about his uh, jet setting adventures. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I don't know. That's I, we're kind of all over the place. We're going, we from are one thing to another, but <laughs> But I think it all ties together. You know? Does it? Because yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> so it's, well, uh, we were talking about breeding and like kind of like the back off because of what you well, have going on, and you know. And 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 I and I will go we'll backtrack just one more time. We were talking about how like animal rights people might be a little upset because we breed snakes. I kind of think about it with my way is that if I can establish a captive breeding population of something, maybe we'll start leaving it alone in the wild. Like that's kind of comes with a lot of the stuff that I have going on here. Um, especially with the Colibri stuff, you know, if there's more of these captive breeding projects, maybe we don't need to go through the jungle and grab every single freaking one. Maybe we'll leave them alone and they can just sit there. So I, I would like that. And that's why I kind of, kind of deem it as that. It, some of these things are for fun. Some of these things are for me, but other ones, if I can just help establish something that would, help the wild ones stay in the wild cool so that's yeah. my inkling that's what keeps that's what lets me sleep at night yeah i would agree i yeah. uh i would agree um so our good friend uh who i don't know if i'll see when i go to australia but we have Scott no Iper. friends uh oh, yeah, yeah okay. it's true, true story. <laughs> so scott has a very cool book that well he has he has a couple books out now uh one is uh about frogs and the other one is about um deadly animals and then the other one that i'm excited about is australian snakes i cannot wait for that to come out um you know one of the ones one of the the things that i think is cool and this is outside of uh you know pythons is um the tree snakes that are mm. in Australia. Like yeah. I know in Guam, the brown tree snake is looked upon as an evil, evil, evil snake. Well, but, it's uh, invasive, so we're allowed to. So right. you know, yeah. But you put it in its environment, and wow, man, some of those, some of those. Uh, I don't even know what is that. Is that Boyega? Is that what's uh, um, messing that probably, up? But probably, probably not. I don't know what it is, but dude, there have been pictures circulating the last couple of weeks of these tree vipers right like blue with like water speckles on it and then the hairy bush vipers and 
all this other stuff. I don't know why, but you know, a a good tree viper with those big freaking heads, kind of like a um. Oh my freaking god! I just totally blanked on the name of the damn thing. Bushmaster, like those okay. big viper-like heads, are always been appealing to me and always right. really kind of cool. And but I would never touch it or own it. But the same thing goes with those kind of trees, tree snakes and stuff like that. They can be really badass looking. So yeah. Oh yeah. Can you? And again, there we go. <laughs> It is Boyega. There you go. Regularis. Okay. Don't even try that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I just totally butchered that. I shouldn't even went there, but I tried. I don't know why uh, you did. (laughs) But yeah. Um. But very cool. Um. What else? What else did I see floating around that Australia has that's down there? I know. Um. uh, Sean Carroll. He. uh, He had some pretty cool black. Darwin's pot, or I should say dark Darwin's pop out of his uh, dark het to het pairing. I don't know if you saw that, but... I did not, uh, but are we talking like almost poison ivy-like dark dark? Because if that's true, that means that we're starting to see it in other, you know, other subspecies of Morelia. Well, I think uh, there's a couple melanistic projects in... um, in Australia, Australia that have to do with that? Darwin's. What was that princess, whatever the hell? Jesus Christ, they're dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, See, that, that's... It's... But babies, you can't really tell. Because, I mean, like, I've hatched dark babies that shed once or twice, and then all of a sudden the pattern and the color explodes. So, you know, show me yearlings. Show me two-year-olds, three-year-olds. Then, then we can start talking about what the hell we're looking at. Well, sure. I I mean, I'm not saying that he said that they were. No, I'm not saying that anything. either. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that awesome. if that, but if I bred poison ivy babies together and that came out, I would be like, oh yeah, maybe oh. I'm on to something. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. Uh, it's awesome. They're great looking animals, and I'm excited to see how they progress. And and I really want to see it. You know, I, it's just I wouldn't start jumping to any conclusions until we get a little bit further. But yeah. no, they're well, badass. It looking. is, it is a little, you know, convenient that it's shown up in multiple poplin carpet yeah. pythons all over the place. You've seen it, and uh, you've seen it in Darwin's. They're not too yeah. far away from each other, and <laughs> no, I don't know. We- and we saw it in spray painted jungles in um yeah, what was that? True. Ukraine. Yeah, I mean that yeah. we saw that. But it's it, it it's not But that I know far what you're saying. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't you can't like, you know, you don't you don't Dude. count your chickens until the eggs are hatched. Yeah, and this all just harkens back to, you know, people used to just come out and every weird looking carpet they had somebody try to slap a name on it before you even tried or got any further. It's just got and that's all i would say it would just be do your due diligence and see what's up and I, I again i would be just as excited but um i guess we'll just see how they turn out yeah and then uh one other thing i saw and this was uh i think the guy's name was joel robinson uh he hatched out well he didn't hatch it out but he has this amazing coastal carpet python 
You have my attention. Uh, yes. So, All right. I mean, we can switch from one thing to the other where we're looking oh. at this crazy. We're looking at this crazy. I know, right? What the but hell? But see, I love that just as much as I love that I inland uh, Darwin albino thing. I mean, that thing is just insane. That's, dude, that's like, that just screams red influence to me. I mean, where's this guy located? Australia. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I know. All the good shit's in Australia. So now I don't, I have but, no idea. I'm not going to make any conjectures of what the hell I'm looking at. But that's, that's gorgeous. Similar, that's a similar type of look to those, um, you know, Jason origin, Jason Balin originally produced them, but it's like my coastal carpet that echo is uh yeah. very similar to that look and that's sort of like what i envision uh what will happen when i'm gonna what, what, do you remember tuna yes bumblebee tuna yeah bumblebee <laughs> <laughs> that for some reason that just reminded me of tuna and tuna too so yes. i don't know why <laughs> yes it does yeah i'm with you <laughs> I just remembered the bumblebee tuna. <laughs> it's bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee <laughs> tuna too. <laughs> I'll never forget when we our, had Will Bird on the show. Stuck. And he's like, he's like, what kind of name is, he was, we were talking about, do you name your snakes? And he's like, what kind of name is bumblebee tuna? Like who the hell thought that was a good name? And then he went and he's like, Madam Blueberry. What kind of stupid name is that? And I was like, oh, how dare you? Whoa, whoa, good <laughs> sir. <laughs> I was How with dare you, you Will Bird. <laughs> you shut your mouth, Will Bird. It's that, I mean, right. that's just the funny part of it is that how much of this crap we still remember. <laughs> and yeah. it's still relevant. I mean, Madam Blueberry, we just keep, we just shorten it because we're embarrassed by saying it out loud. Yeah. We just shortened it to MBB. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I keep saying, uh, Madam Blueberry? Like everybody's like, of what? course what you can. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about, man? Like, you know, uh, Madam Blueberry. Like, uh, but yeah, that look is pretty sharp, man. And it kind of yeah, reminds dude. me of, uh, I, I wonder if it's maybe the same line or whatever, but, the K brothers were working with uh, something similar um, before they, they sold everything. Um, right. But, you know, Oh, here's a picture. Of, what, what were you saying that you're thinking that this is going to be like, what turns out from a breeding pair of say, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, yeah. Balin's, well, I was trying to find a picture of uh, Akko, but um, Akko. It, re- it reminds me of uh, his, uh, he called him Tiger Jag Sib to Tiger Jag Sib parent, um, <laughs> because because <laughs> when he produced them, that was the thing. That was the you know? term. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. The whole Sib thing was oh, actually. God. Do you remember, we ha- I had a discussion with julie wants about how uh, and how these things are different than normal coastal because they look different and the patterns are different and there has to be something else going on in there and i said yeah maybe so like you know that's that was that was the thinking back then is that you sold you sold your jags and then you sold everything else as a sib and if you wanted pure coastal you bred coastal to coastal because you couldn't call your sibs coastals i, I don't know it was 
crazy times. It was kind of crazy, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> we were, you know, wild uh, west of carpets. <laughs> well, yeah, you kind of wanted to show that this was something different, but at the same time, you're like, oh, it, well, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, is it? Really I mean, it different? was. <laughs> well, and this thing is like it was prettier, but that's just how much of that is because of the parents and maybe the pattern was a little less busy, but again, it's like now how many things out there do you think are being sold as pure coastal now at one point in their lives were sold as Jack Sips? Oh, probably a lot. Well, yeah. I mean like, you know, babies, like uh, let's say I sold babies as Jack Sips, which I did. And let's say that they were shame on you. Shut up. (laughs) I was young and foolish. Anyway, you're going to have to walk around the city with the bell. Shame, shame, shame. (laughs) No one wants to see that anyway. But, um, the, the, somebody grows it up, somebody breeds it and then somebody sells it and they just say it's coastal. Like all this stuff that at one point was used to, show how different the animal was could eventually have been dropped. I mean, I bought red hypo jaguars. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> I bought, but yeah, I, I know bought, what you're saying. I even bought ornate, ja- I bought ornate jaguars, ornate jaguars. Did you? It was a, yeah, it was a jag with more pattern on it. Somehow, because you threw the word ornate in it, you got people to buy your heavily patterned jack. <laughs> and I'm that idiot. So, you know, Sucker. it worked out. You right. fool. So it's just, that's the way it goes. I mean, and everybody puts a curve on it. It's whatever. So, well, it's, it, you know, I, I often go through this with the whole, um, you know, uh, the idea of, oh, there she is. The whole idea <laughs> of um, whether or not I should call it the citrus tiger or whatever. And I, I'm kind of <laughs> like, I get why people, you know, would think it, it, the problem no, is, is that, that when you I have new people different. coming in, it makes it very confusing because yes. people are automatically going to think that citrus is a gene or morph or yes. whatever. And it's not, but at the same time, I want to designate this as this line or this, you know, whatever, you know, so it, it's something different than, you know, like the bail and line tiger or something like that. You know, I would say um, yours, that's the only way the I know cit- how to do it. The citrus is different. And I would say different because we don't know, or we assume that somewhere in that line, there could be jungle blood influence. So it's good to tag it as a line that, you know, as far as we know, potentially is a mixed blood line. So citrus tigers. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They're great colors. Yeah. They're awesome. And I, you can totally build a project. I am, I'm building a project around citrus tigers because I'm a sucker for tigers, but I am not going to put the citrus tigers with my coastal tigers because no, it's just not going to happen. So that's just how it goes. So it's good to have that as the, I know that citrus tiger is a not pure line. So every time I see citrus tiger, I know not pure line done. If that's not what you're looking for, go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. So you, you see how she's very similar in my, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, that's kind of like how I envision that project going. You know, I think there's more we'll yellow in, in mine, but uh, my girl. I, I uh, wouldn't say that. But the, all the same. The, tun- the tuna stuff looked almost like I'm pretty sure tuna hatched animals that kind of looked like that. So, but I don't oh, remember. Yeah. That was that was long ago. I have offspring called uh, tuna. Of of course you do. You're the yeah. goddamn Morelli Encyclopedia in your collection. You know, yeah. Bumblebee tuna play a game. and tuna too. Tuna I mean, too oh produced by Gamma Jacks from last year. Oh my She's god. A female. <laughs> yeah. But say if, if we start that? throwing out. If I start throwing out like famous carbon pythons, you're just gonna have to say yes or no if you have animals from <laughs> drinking game. Drinking, drinking game. game. If you don't have it, you take a shot. <laughs> well, I'll be dead. But you know, <laughs> you'd be right. like, I'm sober. Owen's dead. It's like you right. know. God. So I'm gonna throw up a picture in the chat real quick of the. Uh, so I got this M Pen Sylvester. Oh, email him. Oh, her. Never mind. We go with um. We go with my uh, M pen mail. Your coastal. Yeah, my M pen mail. Yeah, I've seen these animals because you know I've been like screaming at you yes. for years, and I still am. You know, just <sighs> so clean, so pretty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's. That's classic coastal, dude. Like that's, yeah, it's beautiful. You, it's, I know it's gorgeous. So it's, and that's just me. Like you know, I I know I'm a coastal nut job. So and, and that's just my deal. But I can appreciate a wild type coastal. I mean, I have um, what's really cool is downstairs I have uh, my Lemke line female that I produced. Uh huh. Um, breeding with my tiger jag. That I produced. Cool. So, That's a cool pair. Well, it's it's fun because I produced her, and then I produced the Tiger Jag's father, and then produced him. So it's like I got a grandkid to a kid, and it's like it's it's really cool. So, and he is insanely clean for a Tiger Jaguar, and. She is a gorgeous representation of a coastal, so I can't wait to see. And it's just going to be classic tiger jag stuff. Like it's, we're not. There's no caramel. There's no zebra. There's no. It's going to have classic coastals and classic tiger jag stuff. So, right. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, yeah. Those projects are cool, man. I mean, you know, I think uh, those are those are for me. Everybody else can. I don't care what they <laughs> like. They, they may they may get some. Those are for me. I mean, I right. We've talked about my love of tiger jags on the show numerous times. So yeah, and you know that, that that's another example I'm talking. About. It even works with morphs. I mean, remember mm-hmm. how like everybody was excited about the tiger jag back in the day, <laughs> and they're like trying to refine the tiger jag, and you'd have there were some people that at some point they were really getting close to having no pattern on that thing at all. Well. You know. That was well. You got to think about it. the first Tiger Jags only came up because Jason sent his tigers to Will Leary because Jason had the tigers and Will had the Jags. So it was they had to work together because right. that just happened to be how it worked. And I remember the first Tiger Jag they produced, they bred back to another tiger, and that's where they got they called it a super. 
Tiger Jaguar. And he had very little pattern on his body. Um, right. And I want to say that they bred him to either another Jag, which ended horribly, and then I think another Tiger to see if they could reduce it even further. And I'm not sure what those babies ever turned out to look like. Because I want to say that shortly after Will sold his collection and got out of it. So I'm not sure what the hell happened or even where that yeah, animal he, ended up. I even think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carrie had really some really killer. Yeah. Really reduced, you know, uh, you can, tiger you really can. It's, it's not that hard. I mean, the, the Jag really wants to just reduce it. And if you keep taking the more, the cleaner and more reduced animals and crossing them to, either tigers or other clean reduced coastals it it does not take long to kill a ton of pattern i mean i did it in two generations generations i got to where i'm at so right yeah yeah very very cool for sure um but so i was going to ask because did we talk about your reptile show that you just went to uh, in Oaks. Oaks. Did we talk about that on the last show? I yeah. can't remember. Oh, we did. Yeah, okay. we talked about it. Yeah, because remember I put the sticker on Joe and I told them that, you know, there was uh, I, 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 all that other fun stuff. And then uh, I'm trying to, I'm doing the February show and they're going to set up next to me. So, yeah, we, we talked about it, but oh, you want to okay. talk about it some more? <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I, I was. Just curious. Yeah, right. Do you want to talk about it some more? I don't know. Do we want to talk about it some more? We can talk about whatever you want. (laughs) God damn it. Pick a topic. So it's the, uh, it's one of those things. I'm going to send, there's my, I'm going to send a picture of my tiger jaguar in the chat. It's so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Anyway, um, But, you know, it's like that's those are the projects. It's like you got to have some fun stuff. I mean, let me put it this way. I'm I'm breeding. I think I have more projects of stuff that I've never bred before than I do carpet python going this year. Really? Like? Yeah. Um, I know you have have, the walnuts. Yep. And I have the white lips, the olives, the waters. Um, Although we said walnuts, white lips, Waters, olives, so that's four right there, and that's just with the python. Then I have the pine snakes, uh, the Vietnamese blue beauties. I have uh, the two types of hognose that I'm breeding. Um, so that's eight, and I have the black copper rat snake, so that's nine. So, yeah, I say it's pretty close to even. Maybe there's huh. probably more carpet pythons. I mean, more, more Morelia, let's say, but. Yeah, and it's just in, and that's something that you kind of got to think through and kind of got to redo because certain things need different stuff than some of those guys. You know, uh, I can get a carpet to breed by dropping the temps, but maybe I have to do something a little bit different with some of the other guys. Like apparently the hognose might need a monsoon season or a wet season, so when I warm them up, I'm gonna have to like dump a bunch of water in their cage or something like that. So we'll see. Right. You know, mm. that's cool. Yeah, those I'm going to be excited for. For sure. Did you see that video? Speaking of water pythons, did you see that video I posted up on our Facebook page? Uh, 
the um, water python eating a look like a monitor underwater. Oh my god! <laughs> well, no, but I believe it. They're horrible creatures. So <laughs> see, I mean, dude. Like I, I want to breed the water pythons, and on the other side, I don't want to breed the water pythons because she's just evil. So and <laughs> just insanely evil. And then I here's the thing: they're together right now. So I pulled them out for cleaning, and I pulled her out, and I put her into a bin. And then I went in to deal with him, and the male bit me on like the inside of the elbow, and I'm like, really, dude? Like really? She was supposed to be the freaking problem. You've always been chill. Like, really? So it's right in there, too, where I think they're really cool, really underrated little species, but so such jerks. <laughs> so, See, mine are chill. I don't know. Well, no, I wonder it's, if it's a difference in uh, the type. Like, mine are Queensland. I heard that Queensland are a little bit more settled, and mine are, mine are New Guinea, right? Or wherever the hell. I mean, yeah, mine are I not so. them. <laughs> mine are not. Yeah. Whatever they are, mine are not Queensland. So it's yes. like, that's, that's the, the difference. The op, right. they're different. So it, it is what it is. I mean, like, you know, it, it would, it just kind of got to deal with certain things. And I know that, I know that my animals right now, they're hungry. They, the, the drop hasn't happened enough to kind of shut them off. So they're all kind of pissed off. So you kind of got to deal with that kind of stuff and you have to, plan ahead a little bit i mean i've already started messing with my olive pythons by uh putting my uh second male in like a bin with a bunch of holes drilled in it inside the olive cage it's kind of like in a shark cage (laughs) he's like in there protected (laughs) from the other male and he's and he's just ripping around the cage like around this tub and then after a while i pull him out but i haven't got any locks from the olive pythons um so my white lips, they're kind of dealing with each other. The female bit the male the other day, so I think they need to be cooler. So you just got to work it out. Wait, the female bit your male? Yeah, like right on the head, like full force, bit him, wrapped him. I had to separate them, and then they went back to their opposing Holy corners. Holy hell, man. Yeah, she's a bitch. But it's like that's that's what happens, though, because if the two of them are hungry, any movement in that cage gets gets bit. So after a certain amount of time or after the guests, they hit a certain temperature, they chill and they start relaxing and they don't start biting and they just kind of want to sit with each other. And that's kind of where I'm trying to get at. Um, he's fine, but it's something you got to, these, these guys aren't as easy as carpet pythons to pair up. Oh, that just makes me crazy nervous. <laughs> it, it, insanely nervous. Are you kidding? I, dude, this is all this shit is happening before next year. Next year, I get to put my roughies together. And if you think I'm not going to be a nervous wreck when that happens, uh, <laughs> yeah. But are they known for? They're not known for being no, like, ter- no, right? No, yeah. but they're not territorial no. at all or anything. Not at all, but you know, I'm I'm just <laughs> please don't hurt each other. Please let each other get warm. Don't don't hog the heat. <laughs> please don't yeah. let anybody have, don't let anything bad happen. You know, that's all I'm gonna be worried about. So Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's there was uh there's a there's a poplin carpet that I was gonna breed this year and I, I was kinda mm-hmm. like you know, as I'm going through, I'm kinda looking at everybody because, you know, 
that's what I, I really assess them when I'm going to put them together. Right. So right. I'm doing one final clean and um, one final clean. And then uh, I put, uh, I start looking at, you know, who's going to go to who look at what I thought was going to go with what. And then I start actually putting, you know, animals together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the the one female, like I said, is the same with the zebra head albino. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. And this snake is too important to me to, to like try to push out babies. Right. Um, and not wait another year. Like what's another year, you know, but then, yeah, yeah, you no. know, at the same time you sort of get nervous. You're like, mm, do I, what happens if something happens in that year? God forbid, you know? Yeah. So, dude, I don't know. We, we we all run the risk. I mean, and what we we said numerous times, breeding is probably one of the most dangerous things you can do to your animals. Where a lot of stuff can go wrong, and yeah. you know, a lot of stuff you have you have to be prepared for this kind of stuff. And if you're if you're not ready, then don't do it. I mean, and that's just kind of be how you have to figure it. If if you're too afraid of what could happen, then err on the side of caution and don't do it. Um. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, dude, this year I have a caramel head exanic I got from Nick that right. is ready to roll. She's, she's right. big enough. She's ready to go. I want her to go to my exanic Jaguar for the obvious mm-hmm. reasons of that. <laughs> so, but the exanic Jaguar lost his head. He didn't want anything to do with her. So luckily I have the two backup males. So I will ask you. When do you consider this male is completely useless? It's time to go to the backup. Who? Um, for me, that kind of depends <laughs> on uh, like how bad do I want to do the pairing, and I don't know. I, I kind of that's kind of what I would assess at this point. I would kind of look at it, and if I didn't see any action. The mm-hmm. problem I have with that is that you don't know if they locked and you just missed it, and then you go and put another animal in there. How can you say that that one was the sire? Now, with some things, it probably doesn't matter, but, you know, like, for instance, well, if you're breeding your your owl pythons, it's not going to make yes. a difference if you I have don't one male or the other. <laughs> It's more than likely they came from the same parents. You know what I mean? And they're olives. (laughs) They're olives. They're all going to be green little olive babies. If I breed them and, like, one comes out jet black, we're going to have a fucking problem. (laughs) Because I'm not going to know who did it. I'm going to be like, shit. (laughs) So it's just – but you're – I get that. But let's say in my situation with the Carmel Head Exanic and the Exanic Jack, he lost his mind. He didn't want to be in there. He was flipping out, so I pulled him. So let's say – couple weeks go by they both cool down a little bit more and i try again and he's able to kind of just sit there he's able to kind of just hang with her right don't see any action don't see any action don't see any action so i pull him and put the exanic mail in because i want caramel exanics that's the whole point of this pairing so i would love caramel caramel exanic jaguars but i will settle for caramel exanics so i put the exanic mail in and i see locks do that. Eggs happen. Babies hatch. There's a jag. <laughs> You're screwed. Then what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, uh, and let's hmm. not let's not even let's not even say it's a caramel exanic jag. Let's just say it's like the normal. It's like or like it's it's like there's just a jag, like a caramel jag or something. It's clearly a jaguar. Right. What the hell do you do? Do you assign the entire clutch to the jag male because clearly he must have done something? I would simply say that what I did, I would just be, you know, forthcoming with what I did. Like, look, yeah. you know, it could be this sire or this sire. I'm not really sure. I think in They're one of the lineages for the inland, that's yeah. something that happened. You weren't 100% yeah. which male sired the clutch. I remember seeing that on uh, one right. of his, his lineage things. And it wasn't him that did it. It was, you know, generations before that. But right. somebody actually did, you know, put it was a could be either one of these males. Wasn't sure which one sired. Yeah. Well, except but for the, the jag, the, I know I know who did that. <laughs> so it's, Well yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know was it the whole clutch? Was it half the clutch? Was it just the jag? Was it a baby? Know? I don't know. Yeah. Well, but uh, I guess uh, you, if to, you're right, if you sell that Jag, you're going to know, well, this is from the yeah. Jag, Dad. <laughs> but, but, but back to my question, when do you decide the boy you want to, you want to, like, and here's the thing, that, this, this pair, this Caramel Exanic pair is something I want to get the Caramel Exanics to the point where it doesn't matter which boy does it, just somebody does it. So, I mean, when do you finally decide that you're going to just, cut this male out, this is not a ride or die, this pair, these two animals together or nothing. It is a, one of you has got to do it. When do you decide the boy, that this boy is no good? All together or just for that season? Just for that season. Um, like he needs another year. He needs another year. He's clearly too young. He's, or he's not doing it. He's not into it this year. So if when do you I were decide to if, swap it, I would probably, for us in this situation, you know, mm. uh, starting to pair up in the end of November, beginning of December, I would probably say if I'm not seeing any action by say early January to mid January, that's when I would, I would pull. I would agree because then regardless, you can still save, uh, getting a clutch. It'll just be a later coastal clutch. See, I guess I have a hard time answering this because I'm so specific with my pairings that if that <laughs> male doesn't go with that female, then I don't do the pairing. Right. I know. I know. Understand. But see, for for me, I'd love to get uh, caramel exanic jags, but I will I will settle for the non jag just to get it. So you know, just because I want to produce them and I want to start moving that project along. So. Yeah, this yeah. year for me, like uh, an example would be, uh, I'm really trying to produce some really stellar red coastal carpets. Right. Like that's a lot of my focus. So I have two different pairings. I could do three, but I'm going to stick to two um, where I'm doing a red non-jag, same parents as, as uh, Molly Ringwald, but different year. Right. Okay. Um, I actually bought that animal at ICAS, and um, believe it or not, I saw oh, I Jason guess. had it, and I was like, wow, that's a really sharp-looking red. I, you know, I'm like, well, I got a red jag, but I don't know if I need that. And then uh, 
So that's going to my Balin Tiger Jag. Okay. So hopefully I would produce some red tigers, some red jags, and some red tiger jags. Um, and then uh, the other one would be obviously V and Molly Ringwald, which again, just trying to really make, you know, um, really nice tiger jags. And to be honest, I, at one point I was just going to put, I wasn't going to put V in that mix at all, the red jag, because. I really wanted to focus on the tiger side of things, you know? Right. So I'm like, do I really want to be, you know, make Jags and be worrying about Jags? And then, you know, I go back and I look at early pictures of V and I'm like, yeah, I do. Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I do. Those, yes. Those are things I wish to do. Yeah. But all right. So let's say you're, you said you can do three, but you're only going to do two. What if, one of the project, the male clearly is not into it. Do you audible and try to get, try to save the second pair? So let's say the non jag pair. Cause do you have another red male beside from the red male that you were going to use in this pair? No, I just have a red okay. jag and a red male. All right. Let's say you did. Let's say you have two red males, one red, run jag, red jag. So your red male isn't cutting it. When do you put in the other red male? I mean, or do you do it or do you just decide that that pair is not going this year? I would decide that that pair is not going this year. Mm. More than likely, that would be my call. And the reason okay. is because, like I said, I'm very specific on the pairings. And, like, right. this animal goes with this animal. And that's why a lot of times, for me, like, I'm sure people that are on the outside looking in probably saying, like, <laughs> what the hell is he doing, man? He's got, you know, <laughs> I've talked to many carpet python breeders, and they're like, you got all these carpet pythons, and yet, you're not breeding that. You're not breeding that. I'm like, because they didn't go. Right. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Put it to something else. I'm like, no, no. It's very specific pairing. <laughs> and maybe I'm dumb. No, no, no. You it's know? just you're no, you're specific, and you know what you want to do, and that's what you want to do, and that's your project for the year. And if it doesn't right. go, it doesn't go. And to be honest with you, that's kind of how I picture a lot of my stuff too, when it comes to the non morph carpets, like you know. Like I'm doing that tiger jag pairing with the coastal female. If it doesn't go, I'm not going to throw another male in with her because that's all I wanted you two to do this year was that, you know, right. and that's whatever. So I'm not going to go to pieces if it doesn't work. Same thing with a lot of my tiger projects where it's like, Oh no, I didn't produce tiger this year. Eh, whatever sucks, but I'll deal. You know, it just right. kind of, that's how it goes. But with certain caramel pairings, it's like, all right, you're going to breed this female if you don't, I have this male at the ready. Like, he's going to jump in and take your place if you don't do it. And it's funny because the Exanic Jaguar that I have is the son of one of your Exanic Jaguars. And then the two Exanic males that I have are actually brothers. So it's like I'm not even going too crazy out there on a limb if I have to substitute. So it just... It's weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's like one of those things. Do you, you know, I guess it really just depends on how specific you are with your parents. Like, if you're not really worried about it, then you just want to produce a coastal. Then you just if you're totally in love with the pairing, I would say ride or die. If the male doesn't cut it, try again next year. But if this is something that you can 
be okay with the other male doing it, then, you know, why not? If you're, why not try it? So. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes too, like I may be shortchanging myself and you're like, you're (laughs) putting this pairing together and then sometimes you get inside your own box and sometimes you don't look outside the box and like somebody else may say, well, why wouldn't you put that with that? You might get something cool from that. I, you know what I mean? And you put like a pairing that you wouldn't think of, you put them together and you get some crazy results, you know? Well, yeah, I've had that where you've come over and been like, why aren't you putting that one with that one? I'm like, holy shit. It's like, that's just (laughs) something you don't think about because basically you can't, you can't see the forest through the, like through the trees because you're, you have in your head, this male will go with this female. And that is right. how it will be. And then somebody like you comes over and be like, I put this one with this one. You're like, I had actually never thought of that. So sometimes Correct. it's good to have the outside influence. I mean, you know, I was banging my head against the wall when you kept trying to cross that exanic with the albino and like, please, please breed it with something else coastal. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I want you to do. It's like, yeah, right. and that's, that's just how it goes. And like what next year I have, um, I, next year I have uh, my Russian red tigers going and okay. those two animals, like that male is ready to roll and he's gorgeous, but I don't want to breed him with anything else than the Russian red female because that's their purpose. They're, they're to be bred together. <laughs> like, and that's, I'm not about to be one of those guys that takes a Russian red and crosses it with a bale and tiger. Cause then I think you're, you're doing, you're depleting both of them. I'd rather, I'd rather see it separate. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's like one of those things. I remember in the early days of MP, I made this post and, and, you know, it was the typical, you know, pure against cross type of thing and back and forth right. and whatever. And, you know, I'm like the guy that sort of appreciates it all. But like, to me, like if you have a locality carpet python, mm-hmm. why would you want to, I mean, I get it if you want to like outcross. It's perfect for right. outcrossing projects. It is, you know, because it's unrelated to this and it's unrelated to that. So it's like a different bloodline. So in that part, it's good. But that being said, like if you have Rockhampton coastals, why would you mm-hmm. just take a Rockhampton? Like I have a Rockhampton male because my my female actually died, which is weird. No, but yeah, she kind of just stopped eating and. I, Believe it or not, she had um, she had tumors, which was which was strange. But yeah, uh, yeah, to be somewhat, yeah. My my MBB Jag uh, had a bunch of tumors, and I took it to the vet, and they had to put her down. So I mean, like, yeah, cancer, cancer happens. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. So it's like okay, so I have this Rockhampton male. So which Rockhamptons? I think the coolest thing about them is their head patterns. They have the wildest head patterns, you know. And uh, (laughs) you have this crazy carpet that's somewhere between a coastal and a uh, jungle, and you're like, is it a coastal? Is it a jungle? You know, same thing with (laughs) Port Douglas and stuff like that. You're like, I can kind of see how it could pass as a jungle, but. Right. Has coastal colors and you're like, hmm, this is very interesting. Um, right. But to just put that with nonchalantly with you know No. What what no. kind of what kind of results <laughs> are you gonna get? Like are you gonna get really cool results? Maybe if it's a cool animal you might get cool results, you know. Um Well I mean that that's that we've had that basis argument for a bunch of other stuff, which is like if I bred my rough scale to my coastal, if they all came out with bumpy scales and cool head shields, 
everybody would do it. If it comes out as a brown, ugly animal, no one will do it ever again. So, right. Yeah. Who's to say that if you bred the, you know, Rockhampton to another coastal, you wouldn't get crazy, crazy shit. And it might be worth doing, but part of me is like, it's a Rockhampton. Just go get another Rockhampton. Like, you know, just, just do it that way. Right. But yeah, it is a male. Yeah, it's a- so get a female Rockhampton, breed it, and then next year do whatever the hell you want with it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like one of those things, like, yeah, I would definitely, you know, breed it to something else. But, it's you know, it's like you said earlier, the whole poison ivy thing. Do you uh, just, you know, breed it to breed it? Do you breed it to make, you know, a crazy combo morph? Or do you f- try to preserve it and breed it pure and then switch to uh, to something else? You know, then well, take I'm, it in another direction. Well, I mean, you can do all these things, especially with a male, because it can go to multiple females in a season. So let's say one season you breed it to a Rockhampton and then whatever. I mean, you can get you can do all the stuff you want to do. I mean, you don't have to limit yourself is what I'm saying. So have at right. it. But you, I would I would make sure that you have the pure line as well. It, it, it would it would it would. Well, let's go back to, you know, when we see all the people who were like, I bred a Maclots with a carpet python. And it's like, well, okay, um, but are you breeding that Maclots with other Maclots? No, I don't have any. Why then? What are you doing? It's like, if you were to say, I took my Maclots male and bred it to a carpet python. All right. I also bred it to two other Maclots pythons. Okay. So there are pure Maclots and then there's what the hell have you done? So like, and that's fine. But if you don't try to do some pure or try to keep some thing out there for other people. I think you're doing yourself and the herpticulture a little bit of a disservice because who's to say in the next couple of years, it's not going to be hard to get pure Maclots pythons or something like that. And you spent all your time crossing it with whatever else other than a Maclots python. So, and eh. well, I, th- I think the problem with, with some of that is, you know, the idea that everybody's going to breed their Maclots python to a carpet. Yeah. Number one, that's kind of just... That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just kind of silly that, you know, <laughs> to think that people would do that. So sometimes when this argument comes up that it's like, oh, well, they're kind of going to disappear and everybody's going to breed it they to won't. whatever, which I think, I think with that, what will happen with that in particular, like a species like that is that it might get lost because nobody cares about it because it doesn't have a morph. And the only way that you could care about it is if you are crossing it with a retic, you know, and you're like, I'm going to have Mac ticks or something like that. You know, you're like, what the, that hurt, that hurt me physically. (laughs) Yeah. But no, but think about it a different way. Think about it on the Dunn's Python's way where it's like, you know, nobody gave a shit about it because it didn't have a morse. Nobody produced it. And then it eventually stopped coming into the country. So then let's say that happens with Maclots, but that, and it gets harder and harder to get pure Maclots. And there's only a certain amount of people working with them. Let's say those animals either die or those people who are working with them sell the pairs or split them up or whatever. And it gets depleted and depleted and depleted. And let's say the only thing we have that is a remnant of a Maclots python left in the country is what has been crossed with other shit. It's like, that would be kind of sucky. And I'm saying it, that that would probably never happen. But it, it is a potential of something that could happen. So See, I, guess, 
I guess for me, like I've kind of moved away from thinking about, you know, that kind of thing, because I look at it this way. Yeah. There's a couple couple things that pop into my head. Like the first thing I said is like, you know, like I said, like the idea that everybody is going to breed Maclots and make hybrids. It's just, and I think I that, I think with Facebook, it magnifies that. I don't think there's that many people out there that really want to breed, you know, crazy hybrids together like that. No. You know, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, you know, maybe I'm missing something and there's, you know, the group hybrid heaven or whatever it is. It's like, you know, out there just breeding whatever to whatever, you know, here's a garter <laughs> snake, cross it with a python. Let's see what happens, what, you know, something like that. Teamwork? What was the Timor retake that was out? And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. Well, but, to me, that could be a scary thing because you're getting closer and closer to each. You know, like there's certain yeah. things like when you're breeding a green tree to a short tail. Yeah. That's not going to be mistaken as something that's, yeah. that's, that's a short tail ever. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to be like, oh that's yeah, that's a animal. really cool looking would... short tail. But Poor you animal. have more of a chance so of somebody. Yeah, right. You have, should I be on the tree or should, should I be on the ground? ground? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to put half of my body in the tree and half of my body. On I was the about to say that it's buried, yeah. but its head's on a branch. It's like, right. Aw. right. It sticks a branch like right out of the dirt. It's just like kind of got its tail. Like it can't even like you know, it's no prehensile tail skills. It's got that tiny little tail. Like I can't wrap it. I can't wrap it's it. You know, trying to cuddle or so flapping around. <laughs> what what cruel person did this? Why to make this? And that's the same person that's sitting there saying the breed Jags is wrong, you know. Meanwhile, oh, this freaking geez. snake can't wrap its tail around a freaking branch. It's trying to call a lure, and it can't. It's just like this tiny little fat stump. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, this is just nonsense. But, and, you know, and the other thing about it, like, I, you know, this is sort of the thing that I, that that everybody, you know, Dunn's Pythons is a perfect example. Right. There are yeah. certain people out there that they want to have Dunn's pythons because maybe at one point um, they had them in the past and they kind uh, of lost it. Or, mm. you know, it's that I want to have the complete set of liasses type of deal or whatever, because you really dig I, liasses. It's it's sort I of do. like me with carpets. It's like, you know, yeah. oh, man, that imbricata is like if, if only one day. It haunts you. Know? you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only one day, you know, and it's like, I think. I think, I think, I really, really think that if I someday get to work with Imbricata, I will have that sense of completion and I will not <laughs> want to buy snakes anymore. You know what I mean? But like, because no, I can't no, I have don't. that, I want to, it's like, oh, I have to fulfill that, that <laughs> want to have that thing that I can't have. No. So I'm going to fulfill but, it with something else. It's like, oh, I'm but just going to go buy this and I'm going to buy it. But this, here's the thing. I'm going to buy it. And I will tell, and I will tell you this. That once you complete a certain complex or a certain thing, you just want to move on. You just end up starting moving on to the next one. Like See, I, I completed, I completed my Madagascan hognose, and now I'm yeah, like, but they're not. Be, are they? You'll be cool. You, More Asian rat snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, are you? Are you like? I know you like your hognose. I you do. Think, your Madagascar yeah. hogs. I, I know you do. Yeah. But is that okay. like a a top? <laughs> Is that like a top animal in your collection? No, but it's the, no, but it's, <laughs> they're cool, but they're not like, let me put it this way. I have a tattoo appointment coming up. 
they haven't been in the discussion of what will be added. Correct. So, you know, it's like, correct. You know, it's, so they're it's not as those... important as your rough scales. No, they, excuse no. me. I mean, we're talking yeah. about the, <laughs> talking about the Volkswagen bug compared to like the Maserati. Like, you know, no dude. It's like, right. It, so let's yeah. say, let's, let's say in a perfect world, all of a sudden they have, uh, you know, Australia opens its uh, borders, you know, to export wildlife and snakes to wherever in the world. And you have, you know, you can get whatever you want. And uh-huh. there's this breeder in Australia that really loves rough scales as much as you. He's like the, uh, you know, uh, the bizarro world Owen down there on the opposite <laughs> side. Everything is opposites. And he's down there breeding, uh, you know, uh, rough scales and he has locality rough scales, you know. Um, oh shit! <laughs> even though everybody else is going to say that they're, they're the same thing, man, what are you doing? Same damn thing. But, same, but there's same different levels thing. of brown. But to you, yes. shut up. <laughs> you see what I mean? You're going to be, you're going to want to complete that set. And if it means that I mean... you complete that set of rough scales, that you're going to have to get rid of your hognose snakes, you're going to get on the phone oh, and I, say, "Hey, R- I, hey, I, Riley, I, I, here's the thing." But right. Hey, Riley, get in a box, all right? You're going to yes. get a box and you shut your mouth. You know, and right. that's, to be honest, that would probably happen next week. But, um, but yes, it's, see, it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand, but also what does that say to us that in order to have completion in our life, we have to get a snake? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the who, sir. <laughs> but, you know, but, um, it's just, but I think, no. I think like, I think, like when I'm when I when I say the Duns Pythons, I really think that that has to do with that this this idea in the herpticulturalist brain. I didn't even say that right. Herpticulturalist no, brain yeah. that you have to you see somebody doing something cool and you want to be just as cool. Agree. But I think like I think that's the Duns Python. I think that well, the idea that it's this thing that we can't have and somehow yes. it's going to be lost and like nine to- nine out of ten people would probably be like, yeah, okay, Who gives whatever. Crap. But, but, and it, but I, will, I will say that if there are certain pictures of Dunn Python, pythons that I've seen where they look mm-hmm. like a Maclots python, but then I've right. seen other pictures of Dunn pythons like um, KJ's where they are drastically different. So I would oh, say I'm not, yeah, I'm would, not saying that they're the same. I'm just saying. Oh that, no, I know. But I'm saying is that if I were to get a pair of Duns pythons and I open the box and they look like my Maclots, I would be hideously disappointed. Right. <laughs> like you'd be I like, "Why? Be, I already have these. Why?" <laughs> I'd be so mad. Like <clears throat> if I get them, I expect them to be different. So I think why, there's a certain. But think about it this way: it's why I'm not. Why haven't I rushed out and gotten Northern Territory waters? Because I don't care. I have waters. Correct. Like, I don't need other waters. Okay. I'm but, telling you, I'm like, dude, there's Queensland waters. And you're like, yeah, so I what? A water care. python is a water <laughs> python. And I'm I like, no, those. but they're not. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. You're an idiot, Eric. They're the same goddamn thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. You know? <laughs> but, and also it's like, I mean, Am, am I rushing out to get silver savus? It's like I already have savus. It's like it's just so the Duns Python. You're right. For me, it's I got to check that box because I got to have the Liasis complex because I want to work with the Liasis complex. Because at one point in my life, I want to have one of my displays set up with olives, 
Max, Savu's, Waters, Duns, and like, and that's what I want. And and I will get there. So that is cool. Yeah, but think, again, like I, I, I said, think... if my Duns look like Max, I'm gonna be pissed off because <laughs> I want something right. different. I want to see the difference. Yeah, and you know, I I love the idea of. You know, that's why I think like a species like, you know, you take like ring pythons, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I got to have ring pythons because they're they're cool. They're gorgeous. They're very cool snakes. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. But. Which just sucks. I was kind of hoping you I can't you see them, myself having. Get them. <laughs> yeah, right. I can't see myself having more than a pair. Or maybe a reverse trio or something like that if they don't breed or who knows, the female yeah. might eat the male and I have to go out and get another male or whatever, you know. But like the idea that somehow these snakes are – there's a reason, I think, in my mind, why certain species like kind of fell um, By the way, so- out, of, out of flavor, you know, yeah. like – Here's this, you know, I'm sure at some point people are breeding them and then all of a sudden they're eating the other one. And, you know, it's like, and somebody, and somebody at some point said, well, fuck this. Like I can breed this snake and I don't have issues. I can breed a corn snake and it's super easy, ball python, carpet python, you know what I mean? And I, and I can produce. I mean, I also think that, especially with the rings, they got the bad rap of, you know, they fade when they get older. It's like, okay, but look at these animals. They don't. And people kind of went away from that. And it's like, and, and, I, and I've heard that from when I had ring pythons. It's like, oh, yeah, but those colors don't hold out when they get older. I'm like, all right, they fade a little bit. But it's, no, it was, it's nowhere near still cool. what people – Exactly. And also the fading is nowhere near what people have warned me that it would be like – I was expecting these things to turn brown. It's like that doesn't happen. So it it's very weird. And I don't know where half these animals get the wraps that they get, but I would say ring pythons are totally worth it. And there are some people that stuck with ring pythons and they have like the reduced pattern projects and they have, you know, the Yeah, it's because the, they love ring pythons. Exactly. If that's your right. thing, then then that's your thing. So I And don't know. I think I think if if us in the reptile hobby did what we liked and not what other people were doing, mm. um, I think that that it would be a much you would see much more diverse. And I think I I kind of see it going in that direction, you know. Yeah. I kind of see a lot of people saying, you know, I don't have to breed this to to fit in. It's like it's almost like. I think, you know, we go back to the Duns Python. It's like, if we're being honest, I think in a mm-hmm. way, a lot of people would, if they were really being honest and they could say what they want and not worry about what people thought on social media or whatever, I think that most people would say that it's just the idea of the Duns Python as like this badge of, you know, I have this I got and nobody done. else does. All right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I will admit right now to you on air that I want the Duns Pythons because of what they represent. And it's something that was lost to hurt the culture and has now come back. And because it's, and I want it because I can sit there and go, I got a Duns Python or I'm Correct. breeding Duns Pythons. And that's the whole thing that, and 
I am already so into Lyasa stuff. I, I, it just, it seems like a natural thing for me. But looking at my collection now as it sits, and how much space I have available, and how much grow up room I have available, and how many cages I have available, I may not do Dunn's pythons because I don't have the room. It might be one of those things where if I do Dunn's pythons. Do I have to let white lips go? Yeah, you so got to pick and it, choose, you know. You have to pick and choose. So maybe I don't do Dunn's pythons until, you know, maybe the olives never produce for me or, you know, that project goes or whatever. Or say I move into a new place and I have a ton more space, more cages, more projects. Sure. But maybe even, that's what happens. I think I, – I think – I think me and you probably have let corn snakes go. <laughs> I think me and you, um, they're already getting phased out by the Asian rat snakes. Don't you worry. Corn snakes are, they're, they're, they're dwindling. I keep pushing them with like, you know, all this other stuff. Once my, once my, uh, Chinese king rats are big enough, the corn snakes are out of here. So, right. Yep. <laughs> or, well, you don't have to worry about corn snakes getting lost in the hobby. You know, <laughs> they definitely will not be lost. My, no, but here's the but think about it. But you might not be able to find a certain line or a certain morph or something think, like that. Locality. Think about, think about it this way. I think it begins with stuff getting lost in the hobby. It's, it starts with being unable to find a wild type of the animal in the hobby. When was the last time you saw a normal leopard gecko? It's like, you right. don't. It's like, they're gone. And it's like, I, I think at one point they had to bring in a new locality of leopard gecko um, just, to, just, just to see a spotted freaking leopard gecko again because everything's crazy now. So I think it would start with the, I've never seen, like, what does a natural corn snake look like? I mean, like, I, it's been a while for me. It's like, right. So it would think that would start then, and then it would start being with you can't find certain lines, certain morphs, certain things because people have stopped working with it, or it's gotten enveloped into other things. Like it's hard to find pure M pen coastals because everybody took their M pens and crossed them with tigers. Right. So, and that kind of stuff happens. So that starts, and then you start losing the species as a whole or something like that. Which again, it, it's not a quick thing. It happens slowly, so slow that we don't even notice it until it's gone. So. I think I think the the thing that happened with the we'll talk, we're talking pythons, right? I think the whole transition mm. from people working with a diverse diversity in pythons kind of switched, and it kind of you know everybody's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I want to do ball pythons because I see all these other people, you know, having you know, success with these and, you know, mm-hmm. they're making a ton of money. Then there's other people that, you know, you know, there are some ball Python morphs that are freaking phenomenal. And like, I could see you looking at one and going, Oh my God, I really want to kind of get into that, mm-hmm. you know, and you may get into it and you may like it and, you know, or you may get into it and decide that maybe this isn't the thing, the thing you really want to do. Maybe you do like just plain old coastal carpet pythons and that's the direction that you, you should have stayed. And, but you know, for whatever reason you change course because 
and I'm not saying that this is you, by the way. <laughs> I don't you want are, you to think because anyway. I said, well, because I, I said coastal carpets. You know, it but did. but if it's anyway. if it's that's something that you you really dig, then who cares what other people think? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think if like people did that, and the people that stand out to me in the hobby are those people. Like think of think of Matt with his Borneos, right? Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. a guy. He's he. He's in the short tail game, right? And he has reds, but mm. he's not focused on reds like he is his Borneos. And he's not really looking at like he may have Sumatrans, you know. It's like it's kind of like one of those things. He's like, yeah, I could get into them. It's like it's like hit or miss. But you would think that a guy like Matt's status in the short tail world would be like. Oh yeah, I want to have that. And I want to have that. And I want to have that. I want to have reds. I want to have all the morphs, and I want to have the the, the blacks, and I want to you know really do that. But like with talking to him, his focus is Borneos, and mm-hmm. even when he's into everything else that he's into, he never ever loses that focus of, of being into the Borneos, and his collection shows that. And I yeah. think those are the guys that stand out, guys and girls that stand out in in whatever species of whatever whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we're talking iguanas it doesn't matter if we're talking turtles it doesn't matter if we're talking snakes i think if you really just focused on what you love then there's going to be people out there that look at that and say holy shit look at the work that this Mm -hmm. person put into producing these animals these are amazing you know i could see myself getting into these and maybe some people get into them and they 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 keep it going and then there's other people that try them and they don't like them and they move on to something else but there there has to be some people out there that you know would focus on that i think i think the idea of like you know i think that's kind of changing i think that that we're over that hurdle that the ball python put on the reptile you know, world and the way they looked at everything. Like if you look mm-hmm. at, I mean, some of these species, like for instance, if you're into Boland's pythons, right? right? You should probably get them pretty soon because hmm. maybe one day you might not be able to. Yeah. You know, like look what they did with retics. Like, you know, you used to be able to import retics. You can't do it anymore. So like well, all those localities, they're all gone. They're gone. Well, I mean, think about when I was coming into it, it was always the thing is that people would say that Bob Clark used to have truckloads of retics brought in and he would pick through them all and he would find the cool ones, the ones he thought were interesting or the ones he wanted to see if it was a morph and he'd shift it off to the side. And then all the other ones he'd just sell as retics and stuff like that. And that was always the rumor. And then they shut that stuff down. And I remember... His website used to have this crazy all the all the crazy shit that he ever pulled out of a box or a crate or uh, one of those skinning places or whatever. Like he would have pictures of these insane retics that I, I don't even know if they were the basis of some of the morphs that we have today or if they were never bred. But like he had a he had a jet black one that he found at one point. Um, uh, there was a bunch of shit in there, and it was just like so weird that he got to do that. And I thought it was always so cool that he got to do that stuff. But yeah, I mean, any kind of locality or any kind of needed to be imported animal is gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
you know, and, and there's guys out there that they focused on breeding those localities and they didn't worry yeah. about the morph craze that went on behind them. And now those guys are in a much better position because if you want them, they're the person to go Only to. Only game in like, town. Yeah. I never understood why the, the purest side of the hobby were ever worried about the non-purest side of the hobby yeah. when they're mixing stuff. And it's like, yeah, but you're putting yourself in a position that eventually I think what happens, at least with carpets, is you get into it because you saw a morph that you like. You know, I saw Bullwinkle mm-hmm. or Benjamin or one of these animals, and you're like, holy shit, that animal's amazing. Yeah. And I want to get into carpet pythons. And you might get into the morphs and you start looking at some of the crazy stuff. You're looking, you're saying like, look what Paul Harris just posted up. Holy shit. That's amazing. I want a hypo zebra, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want this, I want this. And you're going through. And then the more you get into it and you're keeping on snakes and you're like, Oh man, these snakes are freaking awesome, man. They're really, really cool. Oh, and then you start researching them more and more. And then you're like, Oh wait, there's an inland carpet Python. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a diamond python. Oh, I want to try these out. Check these out. Oh, wait, diamond pythons. You have to make sure they're pure and not crossed with anything. Oh, well, here's Nick Mutton, the only guy that had, you know what I'm saying? Or hmm. whoever. I know I do. And I would say that a morph draws you in or a particular carpet python draws you in. And then you do your research and then you find out where you want to sit and you want to settle. And sometimes it's not necessarily what you what you originally started with like no i was i was brought in because i was digging on uh some jungle carpets that chris had at one point and then right. i got my first coastal because i really wanted a tiger jack and right. i got my first coastal and i totally fell in love with coastals and that's where it was and i got my first jag and i got all the fun stuff and did all that crap and that's just where it goes but I can appreciate other things. And obviously as I was learning, I got brettles, I got all the other crap, you know, jungles, pop ones that you, that was a mistake. But anyway, but <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff. So let's say like you get in, I, I, I would probably say that there are people who have gotten in because they've seen an adult carp python at a show, gotten in and then maybe shifted and found something else. Like maybe you saw a jungle jag at a show. You get in, you get a jungle, you do some stuff, then you buy a pair of inlands, and then you're like, inlands are it for me. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, they're gorgeous. Right. Or, you know, or you get into jungles, or, or let's say you get into Pop One carpets because you saw a Bullwinkle or a granite, and then you get a non granite animal, and you just fall in love with the colors that are on the sides, on the heads, and this, that, and the other thing. And you start looking for more non granite Pop Ones because you really dig that. So there's right. a lot of things that you can kind of, there are a lot of different avenues if you open yourself up to it and kind of appreciate all the different animals that are out there. You know, right. I, I numerous times during our show's history, I was telling you, nah, I'd never get that. Nah, yeah, yeah. And then it's downstairs now. <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Because you talk to somebody that was excited about that species and you're like, or you oh yeah, digging on this vibe. You, or yeah. yeah, or that you're like you're somewhere and you're like check this out. I think, I think animals like water pythons and ring pythons, even as adults, even though they might not be the prettiest, 
uh, snakes. I think when you see that iridescence that only can Very be impressive. seen yeah. really by the eye and you have them in your hand and you're like, wow, this is cool. I mean, I've seen that with so many pythons or so many just animals in general. You're like, wow, that looks nothing like what I pictured. It's like a thousand yeah. times better. Like when I look at an olive python, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just kind of brown. It's an olive python. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see it, you're like, oh, my God, this animal is so impressive. I'm so in awe of this, just the animal of how it is, you know, I, how, it I moves, would say, how it acts. Yeah, and I would say that if you can, if you're in an area where you know there is a snake breeder that has a bunch of different species that you maybe you're not – looking at or you're not into or you have kind of been interested in but had never seen in person ask them if you can like come over and check out their stuff maybe even offer to be like hey man i'll come clean some tubs with you one day and just check out your collection you know maybe because listen no none of us don't ever want to be like so i can't talk about snakes like no we want people to talk about snakes with this is the whole point we don't have people in normal conversations so yeah, and then come see the animals in person and check them out. Because, like, let's say you've you've kind of been interested by Savus, kind of been interested by Savus, but you've never seen one in person. Right. You know, wouldn't you agree that a Savu python is something that you've really got to go see and, like, just, just look at it? Yes, in 100%. Person. 100%. Yeah, and then you appreciate it. So I would say reach out, try to make some connections, go see other people's collections, and see if that's an animal that you really want to get behind. You may... You may go to their collection. There, you may go to the collection and be like, "I'm going to see Savu pythons because that's what I've all been about." And then when they show you their Timor pythons, you'd be like, "Fuck Savus! Look at these things!" Like, I mean, <laughs> right? There's a lot of different stuff, and you're not going to know until you get out and see them. Right. Right. Hundred percent. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yes. Um. All right. Well. We're in overtime now, but uh, yes, we are. I guess we can uh, we can cut it. Um, I, I think what? we can cut it because you gotta you have to um, try on your new zipper shorts and uh, all that other <laughs> yeah fun stuff. Exactly. Listen, um, just because you and Crystal Emmy are going to the outback wearing like stripper tearaway pants, I don't think <laughs> it's really the smartest thing to do. Right. Crocky, it's a crock and just rip off the shit. Like, right. oh god. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm ready. It's like, oh right. sweet Jesus. <laughs> wow, those pants are really long. No worries. Wow. <laughs> rip. <laughs> but you know, I, I'd say we should shut that down because I think next week don't we have the isn't it round table goodness? Yes. Next week is the oh. bread lie round table. Um Oh god. And what's going to even make that even better is that Casey will be fresh back from his trip to Australia. You know, uh, and he actually found I know Red Lie in the wild. If there's know. any guy who really deserved to just find one in the wild, it's yeah. Casey. And I mean, like, I, I'm I'm so happy he did because that's just like that's like me finding a roughie in the wild. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, that's that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I can't imagine what that. Well, I'm I'm gonna see what that's like in a couple weeks. So it's in a week, I mean, so <laughs> I'll be able to to feel that feeling of what it's like to see 
that species that you and love then, so much. And then we're taking a break. We're taking a one show week break because you know I can't I can't cry on air. So <laughs> yeah. This true story. So, but we'll make it up. I promise we will make it up because right. we're going to do right. some uh, podcasts from the field and stuff like that. So we'll, nice. we'll have plenty of coverage uh, and some YouTube stuff and all that stuff. So, right. um, so next week is the bread lie round table. Uh, pretty much the who's who of bread lie in the States. Uh, we got uh, Nick Mutton, Casey Cannon, uh, Ralph Polensky, um, Austin Warwick, uh, and Damn. Owen McIntyre. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're yes. goddamn right. And it's like yes. I've produced them twice. Woo-hoo. I will be the only one at, at this uh, oh, junction never that have Lye. never produced Fred Lye. Uh, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I fell. I fell to the two male condition. It's a boy. Uh, that, that really. <laughs> screwed me up uh but uh you know you live and you learn you get up you dust yourself off and you get back i'm gonna fix that i'm gonna fix that this year buddy you know yes i got you (laughs) you know and uh they oh i i already put them down dude they're there with the colubrids you know Uh, cool yeah awesome yeah that's very Mm -hmm. cool speaking of carpet pythons i wanted to announce uh first of all let's let's let me throw this out there uh, yep. If you have not listened to the Reptile and Chill podcast, I uh, recommend that you check it out. It's the UK Reptile podcast. It's really cool to hear. First of all, I love how them they talk, man. They how entertain, them they talk? They are, how them they talk? That's, that's yeah. them, 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 theirs. Yeah, Is that what I, I said? Whatever. Holy I shit. I was close. <laughs> yeah. uh, I apologize, my Reptile and Chill <laughs> brethren. Uh, I did not mean to. No, stop, fuck up stop, what I'm saying no, stop, to uh, stop. You're digging to, the hole deeper. Just, just yeah. move on. <laughs> anyway, they're funny as hell, man. I mean, not only oh, yeah. is the show good, but they're just, oh, it's just so, they're so freaking funny, man. But anyway, <laughs> they have joined the uh, ranks of of us, and they are having a carpet fest UK. <sighs> oh my god. It has actually happened, Owen. The Carpet Fest has traveled overseas. It's (laughs) international now. That's all I've ever Uh, wanted in life. (laughs) Our little vision that happened in 2012 in Howard 2019, (laughs) yes, has has become an international uh, thing. I happily. That's all. It's good now. (laughs) So I think I think they're gonna try to one up us. Right. What? Because Mother- yeah, they're, they're trying to up the game, man. They're trying to up the game. And I don't know if they understand the shenanigans that happen during the no. Northeast Carpet Fest. Now, yeah. I can't speak for all the other Carpet Fest, but the <laughs> well, shenanigans no, of the Northeast Carpet Fest. Well, the Northwest, they do try to kill Nick. I mean, like, you know, we can yeah. say we get the shenanigans, but... The Northwest, they 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 dressed and dragged and beat each other, and I'm like, that's, yeah, I mean, amateurs with professionals, yeah. apparently. Well, those guys on the West Coast, they're into all that S and M shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like that's right. that's how they roll over there on the West Coast, man. Here on the um, East Coast, Nick, we Nick keep all that on next week, you know. You really yeah, we keep doing this. We keep all that hostility like just 
in. You know what I mean? We, we just, just drink. We drink our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we just drink, man. We don't let any of that frustration out. We keep it in. You know, <laughs> you know the bad thing is is that uh, Brian got us those, like, steins this year <laughs> for yeah. Carpet Fest, and I kept refilling mine with the uh, moonshine tea, and I lost track of everything. And yes. yeah. <laughs> so, Yo, it, isn't it? That's that's it. I'm gonna take my Stein to the UK Carpet yeah. Fest and sit down with those guys and you know uh, have a have a couple <laughs> of drinks with them. So, um, so here's a list of some of the things that they have going on. They have beer music, right. obviously, yeah. right? Dull. Barbecue food. Yeah. yeah. Can do. Isn't okay. All right. Barbecue food. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bouncy castle what uh bouncy castle i would imagine that's for comic relief when everybody is half off their ass and they're going to bounce around in a castle it's going to be a vomit castle is what it's going to be someone's going to die a- anyway so, <laughs> i mean before that's... you get in the bouncy castle you get your face painted with penises oh all over it or something oh. like that i don't know <laughs> It's going to be shenanigans, Eric, man. You should go and have your face painted like a tiger. It's like, just request <laughs> that. Or Spider-Man. Right. I mean, yeah, um, let's do this. Right. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I would be very curious to see if the Northeast chapter could keep up with drinking with the Carpet Fest UK I group. have confidence in us. It, not you all think so? of us. Not all of us. I mean, there oh, are I'm bodies. I will not make There it. were bodies we found in your backyard. I mean, like, you yes. know, it's not all of us. Some of us. Not all of us. So. Yeah, but these guys are drinking like 16 beers during their podcast, man. And they're still able to speak. Well, because we've learned our... <laughs> well, I mean, we don't... <laughs> I don't think... I think we need to... Well, first off, our holiday special is coming up. And I need to get my... I need to get the... Uh, my drink of choice again. Cause if we're going to do that, but yeah. I think if we limit ourselves to two episodes a year where we're allowed to drink, it's good enough. I yeah. don't think we should be drinking every episode. My liver couldn't handle that. So yeah. yeah. But uh, now in all seriousness, I do, I do love those guys. They, they're doing that's a great job. A, it's awesome. That's gonna and be an it awesome is, time. it is Saturday, August 3rd, 2019. Awesome. And awesome. it's going to be, um, where is it at? So if you want to buy tickets, oh, they even got tickets. Look at this. Tickets. They're freaking the high hell? end, man. You know what you I mean? Tickets? tickets. Our, you got to get a ticket. A free event. I mean, well, yeah. you know, Bouncy Castle ain't going to pay for itself. So That's true story. Yeah. Um, so check out Reptile and Chill, one word, dot bigcartel.com. I don't know. That kind of sounds That's kind of weird. That's <laughs> yeah. Just let's just keep moving. Just keep moving. So I have, uh, uh, you know, I have kind of cleverly phrased uh, to my wife that wouldn't it be nice to go visit, you know, England Europe and the UK and maybe <laughs> Paris Christ. and whatever. Uh, and if she, you if you're like, honey, agreed. we're gonna go to our 
if you honey, if you're like, honey, we're gonna go to a romantic getaway to Paris, and you take her to you take UK Carpet Fest, you may not be leaving with a wife. I'm just gonna say, buddy, you know, oh, it's nah. She <laughs> she would get down with those guys, man. She would be All drinking right. right alongside of them, man. You know, there's no worries. But um, I think you know my wife can drink me under the table. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> Dor- Dory. Dory is far more badass than you. We'll just say that. Yeah, so you it's know, true yeah. story. I I will not yeah. deny. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to, uh, they're going to be having it over there and I, I am definitely going to try to, uh, to make it over there. Um, but you know, if you're over in, in, uh, that area, I I don't know exactly where it's at though. All right. We'll have to get that information. Birmingham, right? Birmingham. I have no idea. Anyway, listen to the Reptile and Chill guys, and you'll be able to find it. Um, and they do have a group, UK Carpet Fest 2019. Uh, you can head on over there and uh, become a member and see all the updates that they have. So, very cool. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be a great event. And plus, yeah. yeah, dude, how cool would it be if somehow I could like take a tour of like some of the guys? Like, oh my God, Paul. I could go right. hang well, out with Paul. I mean, first off, oh, first forget off, it. It's on. First off, first off, if you go, there better be a plaque on like this is the Eric Burke wing of his like facility because I mean I assume you've paid for it. Yeah. Um, but I've yeah. always I've always made the joke that I always thought that Paul was really Nick. Yeah, you know, and he was like it. the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. I mean? Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, you it's you Nick go. It's you Nick's go way to make cross mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick no. has a wig on. <laughs> he has a wig on, and he's like, wig and a mustache, pay no attention yes. to that guy. <laughs> Nick, no, we know it's you, dude. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Why do you have that hypo caramel zebra jag right there, my friend? <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> Don't look at that. Uh, Don't uh, look at that. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that. Um, yeah, I don't even know what I'm talking about. All right, MariahPyTheRadio.com. No, Casey should be back, uh, <laughs> and that means that uh, I should be able calendars. to get those calendars uh, rolling. Uh, so uh, if you have already pre-purchased a, a calendar, then awesome! I will. You will be the first on the list as soon as they come in to get them out. Uh, hopefully, we can have it by the time I get back from Australia. I'll start sending them out beginning of December. Um, and yeah, once I have them in hand, that's when I really start to blast it out. So, uh, but if you're interested in a pre-order. You can uh, hit me up. Uh, my PayPal is burkefilla at gmail.com, B-U-R-K-E-P-H-I-L-A at gmail.com. And it's $15 shipped in the U.S., 20 outside of the U.S. And it's pretty cool. Pretty cool calendar this year uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, and the email is info at moreliapythonradio.com. You can listen to the podcast on any podcast app that you use, um, but uh, be sure to subscribe and you'll get uh episode every week except for two weeks from now. <laughs> you, you will not. <laughs> nope, you will not do that. You will not. Uh, and for myself, uh, I uh, shipping window is closed. I am Done. officially shut down until springtime. But who knows? Maybe I'll pop. Well, I won't be at Hamburg. That's for sure. Because I won't be here. 
Um, <laughs> but who knows? I, I think that uh, don't they do one in February or something like that? Yeah, Oaks is in February. Okay, so maybe I'll swing by that or something. But I won't be vending there. But no, uh, you can come hang out with me in Port City Pythons. Yes, it will be excellent. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're interested in anything, you want to do a payment plan, something like that. Yeah, sure, we can do that. But I won't be shipping out until spring. So uh, that's that. Uh, my cool. email is Eric at ebmorelia.com. My website is Eric ebmorelia.com, and you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And for the P and some people were asking if I do another video, uh, it's just been so busy that I haven't had a chance. I have exactly what I want to do. Um, mm. but, uh, I will be doing that real soon. Probably this cool. Week. That's oh, all. Nice. I got. All right. Uh, what I got is you can go to rogue dash reptiles.com. Check out all the stuff we have for sale over there. I will be doing the white plains reptile show this Sunday coming up. So if you are in the white plains area, and if you like stopping by, uh, please come by, say, hey, check out the snakes that I'm going to be bringing. Um, just like Eric, my shipping window is closed. If it's going to be 20 degrees now, but animals can still be purchased. Uh, I can meet at any of the shows in the tri-state area, which is usually New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland. Um, and that's not a problem. So there's always options there. Uh, you can also go follow uh, Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Uh, and that is rogue reptiles on facebook.com. Uh, also my Instagram is now linked to rogue reptiles on facebook.com. So there's going to be a lot of stuff in and out. My Instagram again is my last name, McIntyre M C I N T Y R E O J. You can follow me on that. I usually post a ton of stuff about my snake and then the dog. So that's pretty much what we do. Um, that's all we have for you guys this week. So we'll say thank you all for listening. We're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.